Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Brendan Escott and Cam Moon with you here. Cam's mic is fixed. It was 100% my fault. We got it figured out. Hey, it's all good now. All good now. This is all good. We're going to look momentarily uh, away from the Oilers with um, our headliner today, Jamie Thomas, going to join us. But not before we get to a couple of your text messages here. 780-496-0063. Biggest topic of the day, I would suggest, is which goaltender is going to get the start in Game 5. And frankly, it's probably a coin flip as to the chances (laughs) of either. And that's just... We're not going to know because Woodcroft is very coy and he doesn't tell you anything anyway, but least of which in the playoffs. Well, morning skate. Now, normally at morning skate, whichever the starting netminder in is is in the oiler net that they defend two out of the three periods. But, I mean, if you wanted to, you know, keep that up in the air if you had them kind of rotate through back and forth end to end after a few drills well that would cloud it up a little that's called gamesmanship yes it is oh yeah oh yeah and uh yeah there's so there's so many comments here about how nurse has been bad or you guys aren't even going to address the fact that nurse has been so bad blah 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 no it's because Here's the thing. I don't want to do the same show every single time I host. And every single time I host, there are people complaining about Darnell Nurse's play. And this is a player who's part of your leadership core, and I I just don't know where you think he's going. you got to live with the good and the bad. It's just like Evan Bouchard, right? There's some bad that comes with his ability to distribute the puck, but when you watch him make a pass that helps win the game like he did for, for Zach Hyman last night, then you say, okay, well, I guess I'll live with that. I guess, you know, so um, there's a reason that Darnell Nurse is an NHL hockey player and it doesn't always necessarily have to be tied to point production. And, you know, I I, I can't sit here and make excuses for the turnovers. I see them, too. I do. Absolutely, I do. Yeah, sure. And would you like to not see them? Of course you would. But these teams are pretty even. It's there's going to be good and bad. They're not just gonna you know throw their sticks out there and win it, and and same thing on the other way. Mm-hmm. King's got a good team, and I'm just not sure who else the team is is going to trot out there to play the penalty kill, for example, or or whatever the case may be for Nurse. This guy's playing 20 minutes a night. As frustrating as that might be to wrap your your head around, and and this team is is better with him than without him right now. I'll guarantee you that much. Anyway, let's shift focus here. As promised, I'm excited to chat with the always eager uh, Jets color analyst from our sister station out in Winnipeg, CJOB, Jamie Thomas, who is our headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky, the best you've ever tasted. Search for W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Jamie, thanks for taking some time. You're on with Brendan and Cam. How's it going? 
Again, okay, so headliner, <laughs> like, why are you guys not telling me this ahead of time? There's a lot of pressure now. We're in the playoffs, <laughs> and I'm being held as, as the headliner. Okay, Jamie, we didn't tell you ahead of time, but you're starting game one of the World Series. No problem. No problem it was to keep all. the pressure off. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so let's carry on, please. Yeah, we're, we're just trying to finish this show strong. So to do that, we need a headliner. Bring in the lefty. <laughs> Big time player, Jamie Thomas. Hey, uh, let's get uh, your thoughts on your series. I thought that was an amazing comeback the other day. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it didn't uh, work out in overtime. But um, yeah, just your thoughts on the series to this point. Well, I, I think the series is exactly what everybody pretty much figured it was, right? And it's, I know it's the one versus eight, that whole scenario. That is not what these two teams are, especially the way the Jets closed out the year. We saw what Winnipeg pretty much is to start the 22-23 campaign. They were playing so much better um, heading into the postseason, and that's really what you want. So for this series to be as close as it is, I think that isn't a surprise. Um, would you love to have Nikolai Ehlers on your roster? Absolutely. You know, Vegas gets Mark Stone right back before the playoffs start. The Jets don't have Nikolai Ehlers. Uh, the Jets lose Josh Morrissey uh, literally in the first period of game number three, and you play with five defensemen through uh, three periods and then uh, one and a bit of overtime on top of that. So uh, for the Jets to master that comeback and come back in the third period down 4-1 and tie things up the way they did – with Neil Pionk playing 41 minutes, um, I think you'll take that all day long. But, you know, with the, the sense around Winnipeg and talking to the fans, I think they love the effort. There wasn't that many people upset that they lost in overtime, considering that it looked like they were just going to use that third period to try and build momentum for game number four. But uh, this series has been hard-hitting. Uh, you saw a fight to kick off game number three. Uh, it's in that area right now where the Kings and Oilers are, right? It's just two excellent hockey teams that are very close together, and you're going to have those hiccups throughout the night. Um, you know, for example, Dylan Sandberg's unfortunate pass that goes off his skate, pops in the slot area, and Michael Madio ends it in overtime and double overtime. Sorry, so just those little, those small places for errors could become a lot bigger because of the Stanley Cup playoffs and everybody watching at that time. And uh, it's it's been a great series. We know that information's on lockdown at this time of mm-hmm. year, but uh, Josh Morrissey, Jamie, is done for the rest of this series, we learned in pretty yeah. short order there. Uh, pretty tough to understate the significance of that loss. Yeah, it is. Um, he, Rick Bonus said today, uh, today, he, like you heard all the conversation as well, documented about Rick Bonus saying we want you to become a Norris Trophy candidate in that top 10 defenseman category. He even said your Morrissey exceeded his expectations, and that says a lot for the year that Josh Morrissey did. Broke all the records, franchise records for most assists, goals, and points by a defenseman, replacing the great Dustin Bufflin in, in the record book for this hockey team, and the emotional leader. Um, you know, there's just, it's hard to put into words what you're losing without him uh, on the roster. And then even, you know, on top of that, you, you go for the rest of the series without him. Um, so it's Neil Pionk is going to go into the first power play slot where Josh Morrissey was. And he, he's been, he was kind of that power play number one guy when he first was traded here from the New York Rangers. And he filled that role admirably and did a good job of it. So he's relishing the opportunity. So now you're trying to figure out who your sixth defenseman is. Um, is it going to be Logan Stanley who's going to give you size? He's very good at moving the puck. 
Uh, he's good at getting pucks on the net in the offensive zone. Or you're going to bring in Kyle Capobianco, who's an excellent getting back and retrieving the puck in a series where Vegas is hard on the forecheck and is good at moving that puck. So it's hard. No word yet. There's even a conversation they might go with seven defensemen here because, you know, you're bringing in both Stanley and Capobianco into game four. They haven't played in a long time, so you're going to expect them to be ready to for that opportunity or that situation. Uh, is that going to be fair or not? So there's well, warm up will be very interesting as it always is during the Stanley Cup playoffs to see who's in and who's out. Um, but that is the situation for the Jets heading into Game Four of the series. Watching that game Saturday, uh, Adam Lowry yeah. looked like a beast. Oh. I, I know he's got four goals in three games, yeah. but how good has he been? I, like uh, Rick Bonus said, this this is a, the best point about it all. And he had play, been playing well. People just didn't notice because he wasn't scoring. Now that he's scoring, all of a sudden the light bulb comes on about how good Adam Lowry is, right? And uh, he has been dominant. And you, I, I go always to, and I will as this, as long as the Jets are in the playoffs. That game in St. Paul, game eighty one, they needed two points to or one point to clinch a playoff berth, and they get two. But you know, right at the end, every, the emotions are trickling over, and Adam Lowry fights Ryan Reeves and it's the second time he's gone toe-to-toe with Reeves uh, the heavyweight in the National Hockey League and handled himself quite well and the emotional boost that they got out of that I think has you know, kind of carried over seriously in the playoffs here um, scores a game time goal scored two goals in game number one uh, looked it up his dad has 10 goals that's, that's his top that was the 96 Stanley Cup playoff run with the Florida Panthers and the Rats and all that stuff like that so Adam's still six away from his dad at this point but he's been as dominant as, as can be and you know, while Mark Shifley is kind of getting his offense, trying to get his offense under on a roll here, you know, that bottom 6 four group has been tremendous for the Jets. But Adam Lowry, hands down, has been the Jets' most consistent forward through the first three games of the series. And uh, you're expecting more. And uh, you, you guys have watched Adam enough. You guys have, you know, seen enough Winnipeg Jets, uh, Edmonton other games to know how good Adam is. But it's a, this is a time of year where people start to appreciate players for what they are. And now it's good that there's more people in the hockey world realizing just how good and important Adam Lowry is to the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, it's funny how much of the engine of this team he's he's yeah. truly become, right? And and yeah. I look yeah. at how how quickly Brendan Dillon jumped in there to sort of avenge what was an absolutely uh, catastrophic or or huge collision. I mean, you know, Lowry yeah. being a big guy was able to absorb that, but Kolasar just threw the shoulder right through him, and and it was dealt with immediately, as it probably would yeah. be on a lot of teams. But again, I say, I think that just reiterates how important Lowry is to that room. Yeah, and another thing, too, like the, Vegas's best line is the Chandler-Stevenson line. I don't care what anybody says. That's their third line, like, t- technically, on the, on the depth chart. And, you know, Mark Stone has been a tremendous. Brett Howden has been good, too. But that's that's been Adam Lowry's line's matchup here, certainly in game number one, and or sorry, game three in this building. Uh, hard to do that, obviously, on the road with last change. Or sorry, you're, you don't get last change there. But he just, he's just does everything you need him to do. He's your first penalty killer unit that goes out in the ice. We'll block shots. We'll play right wing, play left wing. We'll go up and down the lineup for you and do anything for your hockey club. And you know, my broadcast partner, Paul Edmonds, just feels like he's the, he's the captain of this team flat out and until they give him that C or whenever that, that situation happens. But he has been just so good for this team. And I don't expect it to change as the playoffs go along. When you got a guy like uh, Connor Hellebuck in goal, you have to <laughs> – you have to think you've got a decent shot in any series. And I don't need to tell Euler fans, and they saw it a few years ago in that first round. Right. He was unbelievable. But uh, how important can he be here for the as we get into the latter stages of this first-round series? 
Yeah, I feel it just like, when they were down 4-1, you know, he has to not allow that next goal, and he he didn't do that, and he was just so good. But, he's, you know, I thought you know, clearly this is the series, the, the the advantage the Jets have over the Golden Knights. So Lauren Brassois has been fantastic, clearly, or else they wouldn't be up 2-1 right now. But uh, Connor Hellebuck is the Jets' best player, and when they need him to be, he will be. Um, today, or tonight, sorry, You've you've already got that for a bunch of guys here on this roster who hadn't played in front of the whiteout yet. So there's that emotion, you know, that nervousness that was there. That's not going to be there. But say there's a little bit of jitters again to start Game Four because of the pressure that are under right now. And Connor Hellebuck's your guy. He's going to back you up and uh, just never wavers at any time. Um, there was you know an unfortunate bounce in the second goal that made it two nothing. We've got the Jets behind the power play. Petrangelo's shot goes on. He heals it and goes off to the side. And, you know, uh, Hellebuck's expecting that shot to come through, and it goes off, and Jack Eichel ends up firing that one past him. But he just, he, whenever they just need that big save, he's he's always there. Uh, he was great through overtime. The unfortunate bounce again to the, for the game winner is on top of that. But just knowing, and you always hear from the players, we just know he's back there, and there's that extra calm that comes with having one of the best goalies in the league uh, behind, behind you. So it, it, it continues to carry over, and there's a reason why he started every every game for the Winnipeg Jets and goal uh, since 2018. Yeah, it's pretty humorous that across from him is his former backup, Laurent Brassois. Yeah. Like, it's just a weird twist of fate. I, I could almost see the same if Eric Comrie was starting for a different team, but funny how full circle that wrapped around to be there. Yeah, absolutely. And then just like the, before the series started, he joked that he was going to text Brassois and tell him, I'm coming to I'm coming to get you. Um, like there's, there's very few times that Connor Hellebuck tells a joke. That was one of them. And keep in mind, they have the same agent. They work out in the same places. They have the same trainer. So there's, there's not much. You know, they're they're buddies. Um, and that's that's very odd that they were in the situation. Is because you would never tell me that Lauren Brassois was going to start Game One in the middle part of the season against the Jets that they played in the first round. But here we are. Bingo. Uh, listen, let's talk about these two trade deadline acquisitions because they really weren't splashy by any means. Mm-hmm. Nino Niederreiter, Vladislav. Slav Nemestikov lands on his 15th team in three years. Um, it just, yeah, you know, it's um, not necessarily eye-popping moves. I wonder how they've uh, acclimated in Winnipeg and what they're doing for this team in the playoffs. Right, and the amount of playoff experience that they both bring right to, so that's that's immeasurable, and I think gets lost in the whole shuffle of the up and down part of the, uh, this time of year where the emotions are, are a roller coaster and just two guys that have been through enough and played on some pretty good teams in the postseason as well. Where Nito Nito Rider is is just that big body, uh, the guy that will go to the front of the net, the hard areas that no one wants to go to really at this time of year because it's extremely challenging and the amount, the price that you pay to get there is hard. He's got a great and underrated shot, and you saw it on the second goal to pull the Jets within a two at the beginning part of the third period there. And uh, he's jumped up on the, on the first line with uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois and Kyle Connor. And what you're getting there is two big brutes and Dubois and, and Niederreiter to open up some space for Kyle Connor. He's already got 21 shots in this series, just has only been able to score twice. But he, he's been, and he's on your second power, power play as well, and Niederreiter, um, just that perfect guy at the, that knows what to do at this time of year. And Nemestikov is... His hockey IQ is off the charts. Nikolai Euler said he loves playing with him. Blake Wheeler mentioned the same thing because just you know what you're getting from him. Uh, now he's been moved to the wing, right? Because the Mark Scheifele experiment on right wing is over. He's moved back to the second center spot on the on the roster. Did so in the second period of game number three uh, between Blake Wheeler and Vladislav Nemestikov. And Nemestikov again on your second power play unit. Uh, just a calm guy. 
um, just ever, you know, that, that perfect guy, the quiet guy that you just know isn't going to go up or down in emotions at, the, at this time of year. So just the experience that both bring and their versatility has been so important for Winnipeg, especially without Nikolai Ehlers in the roster uh, for the first, well, three games and certainly not playing again tonight in game number four. Tell me about the atmosphere on TV. It looked oh, really good outside oh, the building, in the building. Hey, it's yeah. it's Canada. It's the playoffs. Yeah. It's going to be pretty good. But uh, give me yeah. a sense of what it's like. Well, okay. So game game for one and two. You know, you guys are both. Vegas is insane. Like yeah. it's so loud in there. I, I'm like, okay, just based on the three thousand more fans scenario. I thought there's no way they could be louder here in Winnipeg, and I wasn't even knocking them because I've been here enough times and I'm seeing enough playoff games. Just the out, like just the white. Um, you know, growing up uh, as a Calgary Flames fan, I remember '86 when it started. You know, the Red Mile came out of that one as well. And but it's just, it was nuts at the beginning. And I'll give you a great example of why and how cool the atmosphere is. Dylan Sandberg made his Stanley Cup playoff debut in Game One in Vegas. He told his parents not to come to Vegas. He told them to come to Winnipeg for game three because obviously parents work. They can't be taking time off to go to every playoff game there is. He told them to come here, and his aunt and uncle came here for game number three. So he had told them about how cool it was, and he said it was it was deafening in there. Like They couldn't hear the whistle a couple times. It is so fun, and it kind of overrides the, rain, the Islanders here on a Tuesday in January. It makes up for those slog of a games. And uh, it, this, to watch, like I was here – cover the game in game three when they played uh, Nashville in 2018. They're down three, nothing after one. And I remember Dustin Bufflin tied it and the, the roof came up. That just, it's just so fun. And you, that's what what's makes you want more. And you want this to go a lot longer because of just the emotion that comes with it and the chills in your spine. Like it never gets old and it just seems to get better and better. And they sold less tickets this year. Cause as we all know, it's, a, it's one thing to have people out. It's another thing to pay for the cleanup afterwards and the security that's necessary but just think tonight when they've had an, you know, an hour and a half more of drinking time, um, <laughs> yeah. or, you know, like Saturday was okay. But I think tonight <laughs> with that extra hour and a half before puck drop or whatever it's going to be, I lose track of when the puck's going to drop but with this, with television kicking in, as we all know, um, it's, it's going to be nuts in game four. Cause they were, they were outstanding. They didn't waver in the third period. They weren't quiet because they were down three goals. They just brought it and it just got crescendoed when Lowry puts that puck in the net. And um, man, it's just, that's what we love doing. That's why you do this, guys. Like, that's, uh, I know the players say it, but I love telling people at home to watch this. I like taking photos of it to send to people at home and just to show them how loud it is. And uh, it's, it's the best. Great stuff, Jamie. Thanks for setting the scene and have a great call tonight on CJOB, okay? Well, let's be like the Oilers and have a six-game series at least, right, guys? All right, we're pulling for you guys. That's Jamie Thomas on our sister station. Thanks, Jamie, for the time today. He is, uh, yeah, great guest. Love chatting oh, yeah. with him. And, um, yeah, I'm pulling for Winnipeg. I'm pulling for Canadian teams. That's how it goes. Yeah. That's how it goes. Uh, we're pulling real close to the end of this show. I appreciate everything Sarah Fox has done. Let's send it to break one last time, and then we can send you home for the day, Sarah. On 6.30 Chad. Let's blast through the rest of this. Royal Pizza is pizza, pasta, and so much more. And they're still making it great. Get their new uh, Canadian club pizza with ham, chicken, bacon, ranch, and fresh tomatoes as well. Visit royalpizza.ca. To this day in Oilers history, it's brought to you by New West Travel. They've been serving travelers since 1979. Book your vacation today at New West Travel. 
NHL.com. We'll go back to 1983. Oilers opening up the conference finals with an 8-4 win over Chicago. Yari Curry scored two shorthanded goals in the game. Wayne Gretzky tying an NHL record with three assists in one period. And then he scored the game-winning goal. And he's got his name on a few of those uh, NHL records. Listen, uh, travel day for the team. They are back at it tomorrow on 6.30. Ched will tee it all up with a three- Excuse me, a three-hour edition of the show starting yes. at noon. Bob will be back in the in the pilot seat for that one. Big uh, thank you to Cam Moon and to Sarah Fox once again for stepping in behind the glass and to everybody that was tuned in for this one. Tomorrow we'll have uh, daily face-offs. Frank Saravalli for the horses. Horse Racing Alberta opening day at Century Mile Racetrack Saturday, May 6th. We're almost there. And if you're there on May 6th, you can wager on the Kentucky Derby for more info head to thehorses.com. We'll hear from Mike McKenna from Daily Faceoff on the goaltending as well. Thanks for sitting, Shotgun. Hey. Cam. Appreciate it. Thanks Always, for having me. my friend. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn, then Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, Chelsea on Ched at 3 o'clock. Brendan Escott saying so long from the 630 Ched Studios.